Outstanding. Welcome back to the Russell. Uh, it's me, your host, C Baby. I'm here with the Law, Lance. Hey, where's Ooze at? Ooze is Ooze is in the motherland. In the motherland. Out in, out in Africa, doing family things, I guess. He's uh, not here, living it up. Staying safe, though. Yes, sir. And still doing fantasy. Hopefully he made some playoffs. I can't even remember if he did or not. I know he was complaining about not making a couple last week. But we're here. The show must go on. And the NFL never fails. We had a crazy weekend of football. Starting off with the biggest comeback of NFL history. The Vikings beating the Colts in overtime. Absolutely ridiculous. Matt Ryan it might be cursed, I think, Lance. <laughs> he certainly doesn't know how to hold on to a lead. It is very sad to just even watch or hear, you know, the takes on this because, as we all remember, the Super Bowl, he was up, what was it, 28-3 to at halftime? And then lost. to three halfway through the third quarter, I think. Oh my god. <laughs> it's even worse. Yeah, it's even worse. And now this. Um and then it just continued into the snow game with the Bills versus the Dolphins. Um the Lions beat the Jets. The Cowboys lose in overtime to the Jaguars after being up, I think, twenty-four to ten. Uh, the Chiefs uh, going to overtime with the Texans, who have been giving teams a run for the money. And then that might be the, I don't know, like Stephen A. Smith, I saw him do a take earlier, saying that the Patriots-Raider game going into, that should have went into overtime, maybe one of the dumbest mistakes ever made in football history. <laughs> It was pretty bad. Uh, I mean, it was bad all around. I don't know who – if you were just trying to run the clock out, why don't you just run uh, a quarterback kneel? Like, I'm not really sure what was the point of the, this, the run screen up the middle. And then if it wasn't meant to be a lateral, then what were you doing? You weren't obviously trying to score. So it kind of sounds like the coaching staff is getting a little bit of – help um what the wide receiver said that they were trying to do too much and I, I won't disagree with them they were trying to do too much but i think the coaches put them in the bad position yeah exactly and right there, there's been no reason why the game was going that way because you saw all they needed to do was tackle the raiders and who was the only person that could have tackled them mac jones against <laughs> Yeah, to the ground, into, <laughs> into his grave almost. Yeah, he was pushed a good three feet. Maybe not all six feet deep, but he was definitely three feet into the <laughs> ground. Uh, it looked it looked painful. It looked like what like an older brother does to like his younger siblings. <laughs> you know those siblings that were born 12 years after them? Yeah. Like that's what it looked like. <laughs> that linebacker catching the ball and then just stiff-arming him. Oh, man. Uh, it, was, it was embarrassing. Um, and they deserve that loss. That's all yeah. on them. The coach can live with that. And 
the madness continued with Tom Brady just looking bad, but still, I think uh, logistically they still could make the playoffs as you they're know still leading. That division. Okay, yeah, still, they're still leading. leading their, still leading their division. That's how terrible it is. And then the Giants and Washington game that had these missed calls and weird calls versus on uh, Terry McLaurin. It's 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 football, everyone. Like it it makes no sense week to week almost. Yeah, there was the botched um, illegal formation, and then there was the botched. They didn't. There was no call. They'll, yeah. they'll call the call on the goal line to stop the run scoring a touchdown, but they won't call the pass interference in the end zone. Like, yep. it makes no sense. Like, why would you call one and not call the other? You're you're affecting the game in both instances. So, uh, right? Yeah. And, and it was one thing to be like, well, it was a, they were pushing each other. They weren't. The guy had his arms over top of the receiver, holding them down, and then jumped up and blocked the ball. You clearly see pictures of it. It looked like he was wearing a Giants cape. That's how bad it was. (laughs) But we have a good show. We're going to get into the week uh, 15 review, studs and duds. We're actually going to do some playoff tips instead of starts and sits for next week because you're in the thick of things and you may need some uh, good advice here to carry you through the playoffs. But uh, and we're we're gonna forego the news this week because it's just everywhere. But Lance, we'll start off with the studs and duds. We'll start with the QBs as always. Starting on this list, we've got Josh Allen, Kirk Cousins, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow, Justin Fields, Dak Prescott, who could have been higher, and Derek Carr. So, who you want to talk about? Well, let's talk about. We got three names on there who had who are studs this week. They also just happened to be the three teams that came from seventeen point plus deficits: Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, and Kirk Cousins. Correct. Balling out, putting up points. All those people who were in their first week of the playoffs, or maybe they weren't in the playoffs just yet. They're going in next week. They were watching Kirk Cousins put up four points before half. And then end up with forty points after half, mm. after the end of the game. It's that's the stuff that kills you. And Justin Jefferson on the other end, who only had two points, looked like he was injured, and then still ended up putting up thirty plus, depending on your league. Uh, that kind of stuff hurts. Same thing with Trevor Lawrence and Joe Burrow. Be prepared. This is this is the season of heartbreaks. We learned it from the draft. This stuff is going to just going to give you heartburn all playoffs long. Yes. Uh, one thing I want to point out, Jalen Hurts and Justin Fields, both were injured in their games. They played all the way through, but now I have read Jalen Hurts is questionable Saturday versus the Cowboys. Jalen Hurts. So that means the Eagles are going to definitely win then. The Cowboys uh, have nothing to play for. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The pain. They'll probably still end up losing those bums, even if he doesn't play. But um, anyone else you want to touch on before we move on? Tom Brady put up 22 points, depending on your league. Some decent points. Too little, too late for a lot of people who drafted him. But And he did have two interceptions, so that could have been a little bit higher. 
Oh, let's go on to running backs. Running backs, running backs, running backs. So we had Jerick McKinnon uh, leading the way with 30 points, um, 70 yards receiving, 52 yards rushing, both a receiving and rushing touchdown. Dalvin Cook in that monster game when the uh, Vikings came back from Andre Stevenson, Derrick Henry, uh, CMC, Christian McCaffrey, David Montgomery, which was interesting because both him and Fields are up here. Tyler Algier, the rookie from Atlanta, and Latavius Murray. Yeah, right so let's, the... talk about, let's talk about Montgomery because that is interesting to see both him and the quarterback up there and playing against the Philadelphia run defense, which just a couple weeks ago, we were still questioning whether or not they were going to do well. And then they had a couple of good games against running backs. And then this week they allowed a very mobile quarterback and Montgomery to both go off to a certain extent. Yep. Um, that game ended up being – the real NFL score ended up being pretty close when I came at the end. Yep, 20 to 5. Or 25, sorry. <laughs> right. Um. What do you think about Stevenson going into next year, especially with uh, Harris being so banged up this year? Uh, primarily, he was probably the guy you picked first, Harris, in your drafts, and now you picked Stevenson, you know, later on. But he, you know, is paying dividends getting Stevenson. So, what do you think about him next year? Uh, the Patriots defenses are, uh, running backs are always hard to gauge. Um, he's always going to be, do you trust him as the number one? And, uh, frankly, I'm not going to trust him to be number one because they're going to try and come up with a different game plan. Um, the only reason it's working out for him right now is that Matt, uh, Matt Patricia only seems to know one play. Um, and it's the running back screen which is fine for Stevenson and if you've got him in fantasy, but their offense needs to be revamped. They need to, they need a offensive coordinator, but um, barring Bill Belichick actually doing that, um, they're going to have to come up with a different scheme because this, this dink and dunk is just not going to work for what they need to do um, to be successful in the NFL. And that means it's going to eat into Stevenson. So I wouldn't, draft him any higher than I drafted him this year, which was, I think I got him in the sixth round. Mm, okay. All right. We've got wide receiver studs. We've got Jay Jones, Zay Jones leading the way. KJ Osborne right behind him is Justin Jefferson. AJ Brown, Russell Gage, Noah Brown, uh, Jalen Waddle, and Chris Godwin and Jawan Dotson. So it's interesting to see Zay Jones here, AJ Osborne, Russell Gage, Noah Brown. But um, I guess the it's one. Interesting. It's yep. interesting to see Zay Jones there because it's two weeks in a row where he outscored his, his projection and outscored the uh, wide receiver average with this week really going over. Yep. Um, and we saw he had flashes in the pan previous, previously in this season where week three he had the 21 points. 
Um, and then week 12, he had 22 points. But then he put up a bunch of single-digit um, games where it just wasn't useful to be put into the lineup. So a lot of people may not have had him on their team. Luckily for both me and you, we had him in our one league together. Yep. And for me in another league, for the last four weeks, I've had him in my lineups because I've been decimated with injuries. I mean, I lost Cooper Cup. I lost Nicole Hardman. I've lost in a, um, Michael Pittman in and out for a few weeks. Um, and now uh, I might be having a problem with Devontae Smith if um, Hertz isn't going to be playing. Um, so, yeah, like that kind of stuff. It's been interesting to see Zay Jones actually be able to string together three out of four games uh, with very good numbers um, and and that offense really leaning on it. So hopefully that, that offense has um, has clicked. The next two weeks are going to be hard, though. They play New York Jets and they play Houston. So people using him in their fantasy playoffs might actually be in a bad position in the next couple of weeks. So had tempered expectations for Zay Jones going in your playoffs. Um, I would say for Russell Gage, Noah Brown, they just, you know, Noah Brown had two touchdowns. Russell Gage had two touchdowns. I don't think this is going to be the norm uh, for these guys being up here. Uh, <laughs> real quick, one thing I want to ask about Zay Jones that I just thought about. Who is who do you think is the receiver to have in Jacksonville? Christian Kirk, which was argued to be um the number one there, especially with you know, people thought this might be the breakout year for Trevor Lawrence. And he has you know, he has flashed some games, but you know, I think Zay Jones have had bigger games more than Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk might be a little bit more consistent, a better average, you know, around 12, 10 points here or there. But who do you think is the better wide receiver to have in Jacksonville? Well, so Christian Kirk has had the better overall points. Um, He's sitting there top 10 in most leagues. Um, The upside is just not as high as – what he once was, but um, he's consistently put in more games in double digits than put it into single digits, which is not what you can say for Zay Jones. So Zay Jones has the ability of being the second option and being the guy that doesn't get focused on. Christian Kirk is probably going to be the one catching um, Gardner Sauce next week, Sauce Gardner next week, right? Yeah. He's probably going to be catching the other um, – number one uh, cornerback over there in Houston the week after that. So I see Zay being able to pick it up kind of in the, the way that Eric Decker used to eat off of uh, Demarius Thomas or how um, Julian Edelman used to eat off of uh, Randy Moss. It's going to be yeah. kind of those things, although I don't want to put Christian Kirk into the same conversation as Randy <laughs> Moss or Demarius Thomas. Very true. All right. Anything else before we move on to tight ends? Our favorite position. The tight ends actually had a slightly better week this week. They did. They did. Sorry. Right. Go over to the tight ends. We got George Kittle, who I hope he wasn't a sit last week for either of you guys, but we got George Kittle, Jawan Johnson uh, out of New Orleans, uh, Dawson Knox. T.J. Zuma, Travis Kelsey, 
and actually, I, Darren Waller, Noah Fant, Brock Wright, and Taysom Hill. 11 points and above for all these guys I just named. 23 for George Kittle and 20 for Juwan Johnson. Um, right. I don't know. It's just Taysom hard. Hill got most of his points from being a quarterback. Yeah. Um, he actually has no receiving yards this week at all. He had seven rushes and one pass for a touchdown. Yeah. Um, my sit last week was Evan Ingram. He ended up putting up 12 points. That would have been bad considering uh, for tight ends. Um, who was uh, who's this sit? I had uh, – he had Mike Kosicki, um, which we don't even have him on the list. So likely he, he did not do anything. Point um, five in my league. <laughs> oof, oof. So that was a good sit. Um, what do we have? I had go. Uh, I had Goder being if he was healthy, get him in there. Um, obviously, he was not healthy, and he ended up not playing. However, some player, people didn't pay attention to their rosters and ended up still leaving them in there because they had been thinking they were going to activate them all week. So again, pay attention to the news. Pay attention. It's more and more important at towards the end of the season than it is the beginning. Very true. All right. Um, since we're here, we'll do the tight end uh, duds. Uh, Mark Andrews projected a little bit lower this week, but only at 4.5. That could be the uh, quote-unquote Huntley effect. Um, Dalton Schultz, um, it was like the Noah Brown game for the Cowboys, so he didn't see much production. Um, David Njoku, um, I feel like David Njoku may be taking a step down because, or like a tier step down because, you know, um, Brissett liked to use his tight ends and now, oh my gosh, Watson does not. Um, Pat Fermuth, they didn't play. So he has nothing recorded at all. Not even targets. He had a big goose egg. Oof. That, um, was, one of, that was one of uh, Ooze's starts. <laughs> Good job, Ooze. Uh, Cole Komet, only four points. And, and that's about it. I mean, like we always say, it's such a hardship with tight ends. Um, it's like a love-hate battle relationship, I guess you would call it. I wouldn't be surprised if more leagues just get rid of tight end. Because... It would be better if they got rid of tight end and they just flexed it. Um, I would certainly be I, – I'd certainly like that. Although – um, I mean, I've been playing so many years. It is always nice to see that there's at least a, a tight end you have to start. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just it's hard. Tight end's hard. <laughs> yeah, tight end's hard because it's just normally there's only one passing, pass catching tight end. Yeah. Unlike wide receiver and running backs, where you have a committee and stuff like that, it's not like that with tight ends. And then tight ends don't get game plans. Outside yeah. of Kelsey and maybe Mark Andrews, 
they're not typically the primary in any particular routes. Um, and so unlike wide receivers where you at least have primaries, your second and your first and second and sometimes third or the primaries on a particular play set, the, uh, the tight end is just not going to have that kind of unless all their tight ends are made for that. Um, so I wouldn't be opposed to playing in a league where the tight end was just a flex position. But I would definitely never want to play in a league where they forced me two tight ends. Yeah. All right, we'll move to the wide receivers. But before we go there, I mean, that just comes back to don't draft a tight end unless you know it's a Kelsey. Yes, we've – And even I... that... Go ahead. Oh, my lost Lance. I think what I was going to say is what he was going to echo me with was, um, you know, the second half of the season, we've really been honing in on how Kelsey is the elite number one and then all other tight ends. Uh, you know, obviously Mark Andrews, an exception when he healthy, but it's just hard to kind of um, – gauge these tight ends so don't draft them almost i think one of my biggest tips in our ending show is gonna be you know draft two tight ends you think have the potential um that will go much better in the in the later rounds that will go much better than taking a anything higher than an eight round eight round or higher um um tight end am i back Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah, essentially, if you're not drafting Kelsey, don't draft a tight end. And even then, next year, you better start being think- – you start thinking, is Kelsey actually Kelsey still? Yeah. All right. Why receivers that hurt you this week? Uh, we got Devontae Adams, uh, 28 yards, four receptions, nine targets. And that was despite Carr putting up stud numbers. Yeah, very true. Um, Brandon Ayuk, only two points. That's probably Brock Purdy and just that weird game on Thursday. Thursday night games are a little odd. Um, uh, We were – I forget who was texting me. Oh, is our – me, Ooze's, like, league. The guys are texting. They're just like – I feel like coaches go into Thursday and they just – just want to get out of there alive, like score as little as possible, but get a win and not get any injuries since it's such a short week. And it's just, you know, Thursday night, which, you know, maybe that's true. Maybe not, but it, they always feel different. The Thursday night games. Hmm. Uh, let's see. Amari Cooper kind of hurt people. Chris Olave. Um, Marquise Brown. I started him. DJ Shark, he was game planned away from. Yep. Let's see. Anyone else down here? Jacoby Myers, Michael Gallup. Uh, now we're going to have people that you really don't start. Um, any concern for Devontae Adams, I would say? That's a big name. No, no concern. I mean, he had a few good weeks. Um, in this offense though you're never going to know when he's going to put up one of these low scoring weeks he's put up a few of them already um 
you kind of got spoiled with a few good weeks. So you got to take this bad one with it. Did we expect, and maybe I brought this up before, did we expect Devontae Adams to be this high? Uh, He was leading as number one for a while. I think he's number three right now. Did we think that this would happen with the switch to um, Las Vegas? I didn't. But, again, I think it's just – what you say? He's as high as what? He he was leading as number one for a few weeks. Now he's no, number three. It's behind Jefferson and Diggs. Yeah, I mean it's really going to hurt you um, because he, I mean he had an eight game, he had a one, and now he's got a seven and a five. Two weeks in a row where he's had some low scores. This next week he plays Pittsburgh. He plays San Francisco, Kansas City at the end, but that's garbage time. Um, those defenses are a lot weaker. They're not going to be honed in on him as much. So maybe it's a little bit different. Last week he was playing against Ram- – or the week before he was playing against Ramsey. This week he's playing against New England, who could just scheme better. Um, but he put, he was putting monster games, 31, 23, 28, 31. Um, I, I think if that's his potential um, – and people are drafting them in the first, second round. I mean, him being top four wide receiver, that's definitely something. They finally got some payback for drafting that high. Um, so a lot of people, I, I think uh, ADP had it right. He, he's in that top tier group of wide receivers, considering that's where he's sitting right now. Um, it just is a little too shaky for me because I, I at one point in the season, people were talking about whether or not Carr should even be the starting quarterback. And I don't think he gets to these point levels without Carr still being there. Very now, they're not making the playoffs. That's a totally different thing. That has nothing to do with our fantasy. Yeah. Um, but. All right. Um, running backs this week. Jonathan Taylor got hurt during the game. Likely out the rest of the season. Yep, we were talking about this on the weekend. Um, I feel like not taking the number one overall if your number one pick is now the way to go. Um, I brought this up on the show before. Uh, me and Lance picked one number one in the Russell League, or I'm sorry, in the Roster Up League with the rest of the other co-hosts of the other shows. And... He said, what if we pick Derrick Henry overall instead of Jonathan Taylor? And I said, I'll think about it. And then I never thought about it again. But I did consider it when he first said it. I was like, well, yeah, why not? Because if he didn't get hurt, Derrick Henry, he would have been the number one. And obviously history, you know, stats, we all know the story that the number one running back or, yeah, running back, or number one overall pick has never, you know, repeated himself since 2007. So. That should have been a useful uh, stat for us to look at before we drafted him. <laughs> the problem was I was drafting at the same time. I was drafting another league with Cody and Sammy, and then I wasn't paying attention to this, and I was going to. 
just not take Taylor, but we also got burned likely. Miles Sanders had a down game. Jamal Williams, another week without a touchdown. All those people who were hyped on him and taking them and putting them in their lineup for those touchdowns. Yep. This is now the second week in a row, third week with only single digits, but three weeks ago he at least had a touchdown with that single digit. Um Uh, Pacheco is having seven points, but considering he's the second running back in, in Kansas City compared to McKinnon, it's kind of a bummer. Um, and Zach Moss scoring in Singletary, um, scoring below, and Nick Chubb, Joe Mixon, and Perrine, both of them scoring low on Cincinnati, um, probably due to the fact that they were coming from behind and not leading the game also due to who they were probably playing in the, the Patriots. I mean, not, not the Patriots, the Buccaneers. The Bucks. All right. We got the quarterbacks. Ooh. Justin Deshaun Herbert. Watson. Just, Deshaun Watson, Justin Herbert, uh, Tyler Huntley, if you had to start him. Daniel Jones, if you had to start him. Geno Smith had his drop off, like I said he might. Yep. 16 points. It's it's not great, um, but it is a drop off from what he was doing. Yeah. Um, Tannehill injured and put up low points. Yep. Matt Ryan, despite them scoring so many points, Matt Ryan had basically none of those. He had 13 points, and the defense had so many fumbles and interceptions returned that that lead um, that Indianapolis had was all built on opportunity and not necessarily built on hard work. And that's why they really couldn't hold it. And a lot of uh, starting quarterbacks who were just either on IR, out for the season, or were injured – Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, Matthew Stafford, uh, Mike Marcus Mariota, Mariota. Who, if you you know had to start him, Trey Lance, Jimmy G, Kenny Pickett, and Mike White, <laughs> him too. <laughs> but it's you know some of these guys you know you're drafting Trey Lance, hoping for that breakout season. Um, Russell Wilson, the big, you know, big bus candidate, biggest bus candidate of the year award could go to him. Colin Murray, high draft pick, Lamar Jackson. It's uh, very good to, you know, consider having backup QBs. Um, that's something that burned me early in the season in one league, especially because I have 14 um, teams in there. And then it was like scrunging to get anything off the waiver wire to start. And I lost a couple games because of that. The rest of the team did great. The the quarterback did not. Anything else you want to touch on on quarterbacks, duds? No. No. All right. We're going to wrap this show up with uh, some playoff tips. Uh, We got five good ones. I'll go first. I'm going to call this tip the look ahead. Uh, You know, many teams, I mean, leagues rather, 
they have the playoff buy for the one and the two seed. If you are on the playoff buy, look ahead. Like, get your team ready during the bye week for next week. Don't wait till the following week where you have to go up against, you know, other people trying to go on the waiver wire, especially in the playoffs when everything is, you know, very thin and things are already set up. Lance, why don't you take the next one? Yeah, so uh, during the season, it was kind of a macro look. You were looking weeks ahead. You were playing for bye weeks. You were planning for who's going to get me the most amount of points over this span of the season. Now you got to switch your thinking to a micro. You got to start start thinking, this is my last week, right? And so that kind of thinking needs to change and solidify your bench. So with solidifying your bench, right, a lot of teams didn't have multiple quarterbacks, didn't have multiple kickers or defenses. So you had your starter and that was it. You might need to start going to a two and possibly even for quarterback, three options to give yourself that leeway when you get into the week and you start hearing about the injuries, the opportunities, and the weather. Because the weather is going to be a lot of a, a bigger factor on yourself, especially with the 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 snow or they're playing in the dome. If you've got a quarterback who's playing in the dome and you've got a one going up against uh, a, a rainy weather or going up against the, the lake effect snow, you're going to want to get really think about putting in the other guy. Same thing with the kickers and the defenses all along. You're not really worried about week to week with these defenses. Cause you imagine over four or five weeks, it's going to average out to itself. But you're not doing that anymore. Now that you're in the playoffs. You've got one week and you've got to figure out which defense is going to give me the best opportunity or the best score to not kill my team. Um, and then that comes down to actually having that ability on your bench. You don't want to be searching for that as you're going in to set your lineup on the weekend. You want to have that already sitting there, giving you the best possibility or, or the best inside inside lane for getting the best possible uh, roster set for your week. All right. So we have the look ahead. We have solidify your bench. And this next one, I'm calling it um, have a high ceiling. There are times, you know, you're playing matchups, you're going for better floors throughout the season, you're playing a little bit safe, but, you know, now it's the playoffs, it's win or go home. Go with the potential higher ceiling in some of your games or just like, you know, the right decision. So to give you an example, I'm in a league. 14 teams, um, two flex spots, and I took out uh, Tyler Algier, who I thought, or and or James Cook. I had him in, too, at one point, who I thought would have a better game than Paris Campbell and Amari Rogers. But I thought to myself, wide receivers, you know, they might, you know, have a higher ceiling, but... I knew Tyler Algier, what he was capable of, and it was New Orleans. So I figured to myself, you know, maybe put him in. James Cook had the big game a couple weeks ago, and it was like, all right, he has that potential. And they're utilizing, you know, him in the passing game as well, like his brother. So I was like, ah, maybe, you know, have him in. But I took bench them and literally lost in the playoffs by .26. 
you'll never be as mad in your entire life as a fantasy owner when you lose a game by less than one. And you had the chance to, you know, make it better. If there was nothing you could do, there that you know, it's a different story. But I had James Cook in. I had Tyler Algier in. So go for the highest possible ceiling. Do not lose by less than one point. And kind of, you know, go with your gut um, on some things. Kind of went matchup base and thought, you know, I should be good. But here I am out of the playoffs. All right. And this kind of touches into my point in the previous one is dig deeper into the news. Um, you want to make sure that you know the last minute decisions on starters and people being benched. You want to know the last minute um, weather updates, whether or not the snow is already dropping or whether or not the players are actually um, warmed up enough and getting into the game. Uh, we've seen two players already just this season in warmups, tweak something and actually get pulled out of the game. Um, also, the last thing you want to do that you weren't really able to do earlier in the season is look to see what the coaches have been saying about their game plans for that week and whether or not they're going to play their starters the whole game. A lot of playoffs no longer take that last week as a lot of the top teams had complained about losing just because their players were so good um, that they got benched. But we've seen in the last few week, years that it's not just the last week of the season. Sometimes people are pulling off the pulling their foot off the pedal two games into this uh, two games left in the season, depending on how much their playoffs are not going to change by benching some of these players or benching players who are semi or continually showing up on the injured report. So that kind of stuff you need to take it. Uh, take a look at, make sure that we're looking at these players. The Eagles are a good candidate for this. They got such a large lead in their side of the, the NFC that they might be able to get away with not starting Jalen Hurts this week because he's slightly injured. Wherein if they were in a playoff hunt, he would have been in this game with that injury. Um, it could be one of those, just one of those types of weeks where your best player is sitting on the bench and if you didn't get your bench situated for that opportunity, you may be dealing with the scrubs of Mike White or Zach Wilson, plugging him into your lineup. All right. So we got the look ahead, solidify your bench, have a high ceiling, dig deeper into the news. And the last tip is um, NFL teams in the hunt. You want to look for teams that are trying to make this last payoff push. They're going to be more aggressive um, in the offense, the defense. They're going to have uh, possibly higher scoring games or closer games where, you know, a game like the, uh, the Cowboys and the Jags, Zay Jones goes off for 30 because it's a product of this game because they're in the playoff hunt. Um, you might see these bigger comebacks happen you might just see just a bunch of crazier out of the normal things um, because these playoff or these teams on the bubble or are, are are in the hunt are trying to get in there and they're trying to, you know, just win at all costs. So it may just 
end up having a better stat line for some of these flex type players, these players that are, um, you know, that you weren't certain about starting. Um, so really take a look at the, the teams that are in the hunt and consider those when you're making your start sit decisions. So that was the playoff tips. Um, and we went, we went through the studs and does week 15. Um, I hope most of you, if not all of you are in your playoffs and making a push to a championship, but we'll be here next week to give you more advice, more info, um, a couple more weeks, we'll be out of here and we'll end the, uh, podcast season with a season review and dig into a lot of, um, Interesting things, recap the overall QBs, running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends, and do a little bit more. Um, But as always, make sure you check out our social media. Check out rosterupmedia.com for other teams, um, DFS around the league, and, you know, come back. Enjoy more Russell. We'll be here. And that's our show. Lance, anything else for the people? Happy holidays. Yes, sir. Merry Christmas. (laughs) 